You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 132, featuring another favorite of mine on TikTok, Mia Jarakis. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Berra, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining me this week for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. Yes, my audio is janky right now, okay? Bear with me, please. I am on a much-needed vacation with my family, and I did not in any way, shape, or form lug my big blue Yeti microphone with me to the beach. However, this episode is just superb, and the audio does get better, I promise. We have the lovely Mia Jarakis with us this week on the podcast. You probably know her from TikTok and her her board belting series. She is one of the funniest people I know on this planet, okay? No exaggeration. Um, she needs no introduction. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. I I see you grew up in in Houston. So yeah. how did you get involved in theater out there? I know that the theater scene's awesome. The theater scene is awesome. Yeah. So I I grew up playing sports because that's kind of what I knew, that's what my family knew. And my sister, my older sister is such an athlete. So I just kind of fell into that world for a while, but I was always the theatrical one, like on the softball field. <laughs> like, you know, I would like get a double and I would start doing a dance on second base. <laughs> my family was like, I mean, we love it. We don't know what to do with it. So um, I, yeah, I got into theater. Like, I think I was in sixth grade or going into sixth grade. Um, because I love to sing and, uh, yeah, I did like a theater camp and then I started doing theater on the weekends, like with a youth theater company around town and just really, really fell in love with it. Tried to balance, uh, both things like sports and theater. And it just, you just get to a point in high school where like, if you're going to do one of them, you, you have to, you know, put your attention on that, on that one. So anyway, um, yeah. And then in high school, I would say that's when I kind of started expanding to like the Houston theater scene, doing stuff at Tuts. And um, and I know you went to Texas State, right? I did, yeah. So, so I feel like you probably know more than other people would about the Texas theater scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, it's really like the art scene in general in Houston, like the Houston Ballet and, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty thriving. Um, so I'm, I was lucky to, to grow up around that and then go to college and have a good idea of the arts being important. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is really neat that you went to NYU. Now, did you study, you studied musical theater? Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to NYU, what's obviously the great aspect of it is that it's right in the heart of the city. What was your transition like from Houston to moving to New York? Was it a culture shock? Were you used to it? What do you think? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was 
truly horrible. Like, because I'm such a homebody at my core. And so I literally knew that if I didn't get out of Texas for college, I would never have left. Because also this industry in general is so uncomfortable most of the time. So I just, yes, we are very, very much the same in that way. And, you know, I was such a nerd in high school and I loved academics. And so one of my mentors in high school really pushed me to go to NYU. He's like, I think this will be really good for you. It's a great school in general. And, you know, you're going to move there at 18 and, and whatever happens will happen, but at least you'll know. So when I got there, you know, I was in a, I was in a long distance relationship with my high school sweetheart and I had never been in a cold climate and I, there was no space and, you know, I lived in a dorm (laughs) that had no AC, which coming from Texas was, I mean, I can't even, I didn't sleep for a good three months. Like (laughs) I just didn't know how to sleep in a climate that wasn't like an ice box. You know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everything is so over over air conditioned and because what happens is in Texas, people walk around in like sweatshirts and sweatpants, knowing that they're going to be in this big auditorium that is blasting AC. It's yes. like it's not a hundred degrees every day. That's you know exactly <laughs> exactly right. So getting to New York, and then on top of that, you know, being in such an intensive program, I had never done that much theater in hmm. my life. I, and I didn't, I didn't love it at first. Mm. Like I didn't love only doing theatrical classes. Granted, I wasn't in a conservatory. So I did have a couple days where I was, you know, a normal college student, Mm -hmm. but even a lot of those classes were very geared towards my major. And it was, it was a lot. It was very overwhelming at first. And I didn't know if I was cut out for it. Mm. Uh, And so towards the end of my freshman year, I had a, I had a talk with my parents and they were like, my dad actually, who's the goat. He was like, Mia, I really do. I do think you're meant to be in this, in this industry. I think you're meant to live an artistic life. So hold on for like, you know, the rest of the year, if you have an epiphany over the summer and you want to transfer, let's, let's, let's transfer you. And I ended up going back sophomore year and it was like a new school. It was like, Oh, I swallowed the the pill that is freshman year in a completely different climate, com- you know, and now that that's gone down, I'm starting, it's starting to work, you know? <laughs> so yeah, so to, to answer your question, it was, it was a true culture shock and I, and I really was like in a dark place for, for a little bit and then came out of it. And I think that's how everyone exists in New York, to be perfectly honest, like at the beginning whether, whether you're coming here, you know, during college or like right after college or like, it's just, it's hard. It's a, it's a shocking place, you know, but that's also what makes it great. What are some of the biggest lessons you learned from actually having your own apartment and stuff in New York city? Mm, Yeah, totally. Um, one of my favorites is like sticking together with people, like having people's backs not that not that people didn't do that in Houston or in Texas in general, but mm-hmm. I do think when you're in an industry like this and when you live in New York where everything is just like a fraction harder, like even getting your groceries is just a little harder than it would be if you had a car, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's really important to like look out for your neighbor and like have their backs. Um, and it's funny that we get this, you know, stereotype of like New Yorkers being 
mean because I don't actually think we're mean. I just think we're kind of like no BS. Yeah. You know, so that was definitely one of one of the things I, I learned, like you can actually take in the people that are around you on the street, like help help a girl out. Um, and yeah, you just get crafty living here. <laughs> like, I feel like my my skin has gotten a lot thicker and like, I don't know. I also weirdly feel like I do enjoy the outdoors more than I ever did because good weather in New York just like changes everything. So what was your transition like then from graduating NYU to the real world? The quote unquote. real yeah, world. The real world. Oh man. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like I, I will say the, I was lucky enough to have signed with an agent right before yeah. I graduated college. And I had booked a tour. Um, I went on the national tour of Elf, like right when I graduated that that Christmas. Um, so I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling like, okay, I've got somebody that will like send me in for auditions. Um, you know, I've got a job at the end of the year. And then I ended up um, getting this show at Casa Mignana in Fort Worth. Um, and that got me my equity card, like right before I did the, the tour. So I was feeling great. Like I was really, really excited. You know, I've got work for the foreseeable future. Um, but then I quickly in 2018 just had like a really shocking reality of like, okay, once you take your equity card, uh, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Like you're now in a different league of people and that's great. That's beautiful, but you know, it's not college anymore. And like, as soon as you book two shows, you don't book the next 20 and that's okay. That is character building, you know? So I, like 2017 and 2018 were very different years for me and did a lot for my, for my character growth for sure. Again, and you'll hear, I'm, I keep going on mute because there's this lovely construction happening right outside oh, we love my room <laughs> at this very moment in time. So Always um, how it works. You know, <laughs> you just got to go with it. It's going to be a little bit of like an orchestration happening. I right? love it. Um, you know, I, I feel, I feel that, um, I took my card around the same exact time. I graduated the same exact time. And I think... I advocate for for people really knowing for themselves whether or not it's worth it at that given time to take their card. Um, I talk about this a lot on this podcast because there are a lot of kids that have questions about whether or not they should they should join the union and what are the pros and cons. Um, but that's it's all relevant to like your own experience. Um, what kind of went what what do you think went behind? the fact that you decided to take your card in that moment? Was it because you were given that job and you said, you know what, great, here we go. I'm going to take the card with it. Or was there an option not to? Mm, that's a good question. I think at that moment, I was like a bright eyed, bushy tailed out of college. And I was like, oh, I should go with this. Like I, I should go with this momentum. And it's funny you ask because I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day where they were like, you know, perception is so reality and like betting on yourself and believing in yourself then makes other people want to believe in you. Like it's very palpable. So I think I, I took it because I was like, okay, well then let's, let's make believe that we deserve this or like make believe that like, this is the right move. 
Um, and I still, to this day, think it definitely was the right move because I, I got an unnecessary check of like, okay, you, the training never stops. Like the work never stops. An equity card is not, you know, a magic ticket to get your Broadway debut. And thank God, thank God. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't have learned half the lessons I've learned if I didn't, if I didn't take it and didn't have that dry spell, you know? That's really important to hear. It is not all rainbows. Um, but you know, you learn a lot along the way about your own work ethic and, and, um, what it really takes to just stay in the game, you know? Yeah. And like to do what we do because it fuels us and like makes us happy. Like, you know, you don't, you you don't have to be on Broadway or even booking jobs to like be a successful actor or, you know, I hate, I hate the term successful actor because yeah. you are successful if you're just doing the thing, if you're just pursuing it. Um, but yeah, just, just to, to get back to, to like, you know, yes, take your equity card, but also like, remember why you love to sing, um, do things that like, that maybe don't, don't propel you forward <laughs> in your career. Like, all of those things that we're trained to think about, like it's such a it's such a binary, and I just mm. like I have learned to kind of tune that out a little bit. You know, whether when so you said you also had gotten an agent right out of college, um, or even right before you graduated. Um, did you still find yourself going on auditions and stuff outside of outside of your agency? I did. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Um, most of the stuff I did outside of the agency mm -hmm. was actually, was actually like little cabaret gigs and like concerts. Mm -hmm. That's been something for anyone listening who is like about to graduate or like that. If you can find your way into that world of like doing 54 below shows yeah. and like, it is, oh my gosh, it, it, some of my favorite memories and favorite moments living in New York have been those concerts that are like one-offs where maybe you make 50 bucks, yeah. maybe you don't get paid, which is something that, you know, we should talk about, but, but those, those are things that like through my own network of people and my own like friends, I was able to perform and like, feel like I was doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I tried to, to keep up, you know, in between jobs or in between auditions. Um, but most of the auditions I would say I did get from my agency because I didn't I didn't know a ton about like how <laughs> to how to get seen in the room and like, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's it's a totally it's a wild world. Yeah, it's a wild, especially pre pandemic. Like, you remember that like hairspray? <laughs> non-act that was like right before I um, think I think people have been saying that that call caused COVID <laughs> which let's be real come on I wouldn't put it past it you know what I mean I, I didn't even oh, yeah. try I like I saw people uh standing out I, I think I was like going to attempt to go to an audition for something else that was also at Pearl <laughs> And I saw people's pictures and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, like that was the apocalypse for sure. For sure. That was, that was COVID-18 giving birth to COVID-19. <laughs> like I just, yeah, like that was, that was such a world. So I, I was like very, very lucky and like grateful to have somebody kind of ushering me into that yeah. world and, mm -hmm. you know, getting me that first gig that then gave me my equity card that, yeah. so 
I was very lucky in that way. Do you have any fun audition stories? Anything that was just like totally crazy? But- well, I did. Oh my God. I don't know if you saw this story on, on my TikTok. It was a while ago. I might have. I, I went in for the um, first national of Frozen <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was going for Anna. And, you know, I was feeling really good. And the <laughs> the director like said something to me and he said it in a British accent. And for some reason, I thought he was doing a bit. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought he was trying to make me feel comfortable by like speaking in a fake British accent. No. Where'd I get that idea? So I did it back. And I was, I was like, I would love to. I would absolutely love to sing for you. And so did I do did. a double take. Was he like, hmm? he, he literally like I saw something happen on his face, but I thought maybe I had no idea. I had no idea what was happening. So I did the song and I'm like feeling great. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm like quirky and like, can you know, hang. And then after I did the song, he goes, great. Um, Let's do the sides now. And I was like, oh, 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 he's British. He's British and I'm not. So I didn't continue it. Like I spoke in my normal American accent because of course. And and I left the audition and I was like, oh. So that was the only like I, I do like, you know, put my foot in my mouth quite a bit, but that was that was a really funny one for sure. I love that for you. <laughs> I love it for you. All right. So so let's talk about TikTok. Do the t- it. The Tiki Talk. Um, the app. When did you da- When did you download it? Like, when did you first get like, just on the app? I I just got on the app. Um, at the beginning of quarantine, I think it was like, I think it was a moment early April where I was like, I keep seeing people on it, and I don't really know what it is. But honestly, I downloaded it to have a place to do like singing videos where I didn't feel like icky about it because for some reason for a long time on Instagram I feel icky posting singing videos I don't know what it is I don't know what the vibe is I don't know if you feel the same way no I feel the exact same way because something about TikTok like it doesn't I okay I really really like TikTok because I think it's moving the social media world into a more authentic version of ourselves anyway and I think Instagram is so curated and always has been and um when you post on there it feels way more judgmental um than than TikTok yeah so you said you you downloaded it probably March or April of yeah of 2020 what do you you remember like your first video that you posted Totally. Um, I think my first video was like me singing chandelier, like acapella <laughs> in my parents' house. And like, it's black and white. I literally put a chandelier icon on it. Cause I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know like what TikTok was. So I was like, well, add all these effects. There might've been like a little like blurring effect oh, in it. Wow. Where, wow. You know, I just finished a voice lesson and I was like, like a virtual voice lesson. And I was like, let's do chandelier. You're like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. (laughs) But that was like the first, the first thing I I posted and Mm. truly nothing really like ever happened until like this January, I would say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was just a very like casual TikToker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most people, when they first download it, they're worrying they're they're just they're downloading it because it's entertaining so they're they're consuming content more than they're creating it yeah um, you know yes and, and my for you page used to be like 
skincare, dating advice, and some, and like Harry Styles. And then when I kind of just, right, that's me. And then when I decided to kind of like focus in on the musical theater niche, there, um, mm-hmm. there, there we go. Cause I, it took a while. Like I, I did, I didn't like actively not want to focus in on it, but, um, I didn't know that it was, it was such it was such a niche and it was like such a moment on TikTok, which is so cool that it is. So yeah. that's that's interesting. I like that you brought up that when you first downloaded it, you were more so just posting videos, like singing videos and stuff. Because when when actors, I see this all the time, when actors are either told they should get on TikTok or they should, because of XYZ, because of all of the things, um, <laughs> they, they download the app and then they just start doing what they do just like Instagram um but it just seems like the stuff that always picks up the stuff that actually people really enjoy seeing are super unique um even if that means taking on a trend like making your own your own version of a trend um it's just there's something about it that that unique content really thrives so how did you how did you come up with board belting how what was going on in your mind? How long did it take you to like first put out that video? I had been trying to figure out exactly like you said, like something that's super unique. And like, because of course, everyone and their mom can sing on TikTok. Like everyone can sing. And I was finding that the things that I stopped and and watched instead of just continuing to scroll were either where I could see somebody's personality or where it was like truly making me belly laugh. And I was like, okay, So I just came up with this like sketch essentially. um, And it actually was um, in the show Joseph, which is like such a fun, I'm sure everyone listening knows what Joseph is, but if you don't, um, the narrator like sings the entire show and is just like Joseph's hype man. And, and has very like difficult music to sing. And so I just one day was like, what if, the narrator just like didn't give a shit like didn't care at all and like but still sounded like the narrator and so that's where that first video came from and what's funny is I didn't have any sort of like intention to make it a series but I did know that like the only way it was going to do well is if if it was really good so it took it took quite a few takes like my dad heard a pharaoh story probably 40 times like it took a long time because I also didn't know like the comedic version of it too like what are the beats like how does it start you know since it was my first one but um that's kind of how it started and and my friend commented on it and he was like oh my god Mia like make this a series like board belting or something I was like yes when you have something like that that does really well but you still want to showcase other things that you do how do you continue like what's what's the process behind that because that's that's something that like I'm sure a lot of people can will, would struggle with if they got something that did really well, but they yeah. don't want to be known for just that, you know? Abs- absolutely. That's such a <laughs> such a good question. And like definitely something that I'm I'm trying to navigate. Um, you know, because I've never done this before. And I've also like never never had people that really like had an investment with what I'm doing online. Like, you know, they do now. Come on, It's pretty, it's pretty wild. So I would say like, I try to diversify like videos that I make. And I try to like, as much as I can, 
I want to show my personality and like all facets of who I am. Um, because I'm, you know, we've been talking about this a lot on like me and my friends podcasts, like actors and people are not monoliths. Like they can do one thing and that's definitely how, how you, you know, discover them, but like, there are so many other facets. So I've tried to figure out how to do, you know, funny videos that like, I have a boozy Broadway series where it's like, okay, I'm going to show you that I actually do have a personality. <laughs> like I don't just sing with dead face the whole time. Um, and like, you know, trying to duet with as many people as I can. Cause that's another thing that I love about TikTok, like making a community. Um, and I, and I try to just, even if people don't really want to, even if people want to see board belting more than they want to see like my normal stuff, I'm still going to put out the normal stuff because it makes me really happy. And like, I think that's, that's a huge thing about that app. Like as long as you enjoy what you're doing, that's what, you know, that's what matters. And yeah. I, I love that, that you mentioned, no, it did. I love that you mentioned that, um, that musical theater people aren't just musical theater. And like, that's their personality trait and that's it. And I, yeah, I heard some of your episodes on, on your podcast and I love that you're talking about that because it's not, I, I it's so unhealthy when it becomes your world. Um, yes. and, and how do you think this time away from live theater pretty much for a year, um, has, has forced you to recognize that within yourself? I mean, how are you finding ways to, to branch out and do other things that still make you happy? Totally, totally. Um, I am, I am trying my very best, you know, like I think even doing things like podcasts, um, honestly, this is going to be a weird thing to say, but like just singing for the sake of having fun and singing that feels so separate from like the musical theater world. And me, so, I mean, like going in from audition to audition and having to sing for someone else or to be judged on that and then going from that to just singing, I totally agree. Absolutely. Like it, it, it feels like I'm getting back to what I love about, about what I do, but also like singing is just its own thing, you know? So I, I've tried to like really make it, make an effort to sing for my own, um, my own enjoyment. Um, I also like, you know, started therapy during this time and like have changed up my diet. Cause there were all of these really odd things happening to me. And then I realized, oh, I'm actually gluten intolerant. That's super fun. Um, and like, oh, no. <laughs> it's super awesome. But like, really, I think when we're in the musical theater bubble, like pre pandemic, you neglect a lot of things about yourself that you don't realize are actually making you an unhappier person. And I've, oh, I started yoga. Um, I love yoga and I used to absolutely despise yoga, uh, which is so funny. I always felt like I'm not naturally flexible whatsoever. And I don't look great doing the yoga poses, but it's so funny because that's like the antithesis of yoga. Like you shouldn't be thinking about what you look like. It's actually about the sensations. And so doing it alone in my apartment, it's like, oh, I actually I love this shit. But yeah, I, I've been really, really trying to like, like make sure that even if there aren't auditions, even if there aren't live performances, like I'm not being uh, validated by that. And it's been really, really great. I feel like my friendships have gotten stronger. Um, 
And I just feel like genuinely happier. And I hope that all of us, like when we get back into the musical theater sphere, or I should say like, just, just the arts industry. (laughs) Um, I hate like making it such a, you know, such a bubble. It's simply only musical theater. Nothing else exists. (laughs) Um, I really, really hope that, that we can, you know, find a balance everyone. Like, because I think it was, it was very oversaturated. It was very all intensive before the pandemic happened. And, you know, maybe we needed a second, you know, I agree. Mia, my last question for you is if you could give one piece of advice to a young artist who's considering going into and pursuing a career in the theater industry, what would that be? Have grace with yourself. Um, There is no linear way to do this job, to be in this industry, to go to college. Um, College itself is like, it feels like the end of the world if you don't get into that one college program and it's just not like you're going to find your way to where you need to be regardless so have grace with yourself like if you truly love what you do and if you work hard like you you can't make a mistake there are no mistakes there are only choices like truly and i and i really really do stand by that um because you're you're not going to know where things place you at, at that at that moment you just make a choice and then you make the next choice. So that's the first thing I would say. And then also be a, be a kind, kind human to everyone you meet. Like my friends and my, and my mentors from school have gotten me more jobs than I can even describe. Like they are not there to compete with you. They are not there to dim your light. Your light is your own. And just collaborate like this is such a collaborative industry if you let it be that's what I do love about TikTok as well it's like everyone's just hyping each other up I really do feel that way I feel like everyone is so excited to see somebody else thrive excited to duet and like take on a trend that somebody started and like do their own version of it and like it just it makes me so happy so anyone you come in contact with treat them with respect and and be kind and you'll be shocked at how how far it gets you you know yeah well said well said wise words from mia princess of denovia denovia thanks my greek queen (laughs) both greek that just like makes me so happy yeah we love it we love to see it my yaya would have been so happy she would have been like she would have had all the questions for you she would have oh my we needed we need to do like a curly headed like photo shoot at some point. Like when everything's like cool and good again, we need to just like I'm do gonna a have a lot of questions because I didn't I didn't even start wearing my I didn't even know my hair was curly until last year. No. Okay. Are you serious? March of 2020, I swear to you. I had never worn it curly, didn't know it was curly. I would wear extensions. Like I didn't totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a different person. Gorgeous. Yes, now you have this gorgeous head <laughs> of hair. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Crazy. But... Oh my god, you're a curly girl now. We are together, we are one. We are sorry, my hair is like very blown out at the Yo, moment. What the heck? But <laughs> I know I'm like, what am I doing? I'm such a monster. Such a